Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. Everyone says, oh, it must be so great to do what you love. You get to talk about Jesus all the time. It must be so wonderful to work with Christians all day. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love interacting with people and I love being in the comment sections. And yes, I do try to answer as many emails as possible. And for the most part, I get amazing, encouraging feedback that warms my heart and inspires me to keep going. But when it gets to a point where you have to weed through so much of the nonsense, you know that Satan's at work. Because sadly, some Christians are among some of the most toxic people I've ever met. Don't believe me? Let's take a peek into my inbox, shall we? (laughs) My friend, I'm going to need to pull up a seat for this one. So while I'm getting comfortable, why don't you make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe and notification button. Now, I want to preface our time together by saying... I appreciate a difference of interpretation. I welcome correction. I'm even open for rebuke when warranted. But many of these interactions are downright toxic, and they're all coming from Christians who are apparently struggling with toxic people, but they're not seeing that they're toxic. Interesting. And these are just some of the more recent ones that I've encountered. These are not even the worst of the worst. A lot of those I've had to delete. So let's dive in. Number one, this message came from a woman who was having trouble accessing one of the courses that she signed up for. And the first Facebook message came in as, can't access the course I paid for. Okay, not toxic so far, a little short, but still okay. Now, 20 minutes later, an alert comes in from PayPal you have a complaint filed. Now, I don't get complaints, so this immediately raises an eyebrow. 20 minutes later, an email comes in. Now, mind you, my team didn't get this email until the next business day, but I'll share more on that in just a moment. And here's what the email states. I signed up for one of your courses and I can't access it. What's going on here? I tried reaching out to your team and you left me with no other choice. I had to file a complaint with PayPal to get my money back in case this is a scam. Okay. Now, we have a problem here. (laughs) Because usually in cases like this, there's no troubleshooting on their end. It's just this knee-jerk reaction to blame somebody else. And oftentimes, uh, it's either in their spam or some blocker that's actually on their computer. But let's go ahead and move on. The initial knee-jerk reaction was very intrusive. No thought of the person on the other end. And I'm guessing that in this person's life, they either just expect everyone to jump to it when they have a problem, no patience, no self-control. Then the complaint was filed. Didn't even give my team adequate time to reply. And then we have that follow-up email. 
Now, we call this type of person the bombarder. They can't control their anxious emotions, so they knee-jerk react. And then if you don't react when expected, now you're the problem. And people like this are one of the reasons that I don't always believe negative reviews on products and services. And as if the complaint and the follow-up email weren't bad enough, here's the clincher. All of this happened within a 40-minute time period at 10.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. Look, this is someone that at best doesn't think before acting, at worst is highly reactive and severely entitled. Okay, number two, I'm going to title this one, How Dare You? So this woman writes to me shortly after I launched a new course and her subject read, charging $97 for God's word. Now, (laughs) I knew where this was going. And she went on and on for six paragraphs, blasting me for daring to charge for my courses. And in those paragraphs, she twisted too many scriptures to mention here today. But after her, how dare you diatribe, Her email ended with the scripture from 1 Timothy 6, 9, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Now this came in at all caps, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Can we camp here just a minute? (laughs) This is one that has always stuck in my craw, even long before I stepped into ministry. Criticizing a brother or a sister in Christ for trying to make an honest living from their gifts is so entitled on so many levels. What self-centered bubble are you living in is what I would like to ask this woman. Yes, God's word is free, but to propagate it is not. But according to her, someone else should foot that bill because after all, she deserves it for free. So a brother or sister in Christ can go to school, pay thousands and thousands of dollars and spend thousands of hours. They can educate themselves on how to deliver the best message. They can fall down, get back up a hundred times. They can take on the cost of cameras, computers, equipment, software, staffing. And at the end of all of that, how dare you try to earn a living? Now, to me, this goes beyond toxic, and it's rather despicable. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that there are money-grubbing preachers and teachers that are swindling people out of money for their own gain. I get how enraging that can be. But to put every Christian creator into that same bucket is disrespectful, to say the least. And I'd like to know if this woman would walk into a Christian bookstore and say, how dare you charge for these books? They contain the word of God and they should be free. So this store owner should be the one to have faith that God will pay his rent, his payroll, his cost of goods. So this woman doesn't have to pony up 20 bucks. This fires me up. And I'm wondering if she would walk into Chick-fil-A and demand her meal to be free simply because they're a Christian company. I mean, after all, Jesus said, feed the hungry. I'm hungry. So feed me. All the while, people like this will walk into a secular business with no issue supporting them. But her brothers and sisters in the faith? (laughs) That's another story. Can you see why so many people 
get so discouraged and leave the ministry. Why so many pastors are led to believe that it is their duty to live up to the toxic, self-centered, lazy, entitled expectations of others and squeak out a meager living when the Bible is clear in 1 Timothy 5.17. Let the elders who rule be well considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. For someone to think otherwise is downright entitled. And I got to be honest with you, I really feel sorry for this woman's pastor. The truth is, my courses should be significantly higher in cost, not only to offset some of the high costs of creation, but to better reflect their value. But don't worry, I won't punish you for a few toxic apples. The next one I'm titling, Woman Keep Silent. (laughs) Guys, I could close my eyes and throw a dart in my YouTube comments and would likely hit one of these out-of-context criticisms. But this one came in recently, and here's what it reads. You're going to hell. Have you not read 1 Corinthians 14, 34 through 35 that says the woman should be kept silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission as the law also says. If there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Do you even read your Bible? If you did, you would know that you are in disobedience and going to hell. Where do I begin here? Even if you believe that women should not be in leadership over men in church, which I would actually agree with, uh, you'd maybe have a leg to stand on in your argument, as disrespectful and dismissive as it is, but that's not what I'm doing here. I'm not a pastor. I'm a woman with a YouTube channel that primarily speaks to women, but the topics land with many men. So according to him, no woman could speak on YouTube either, or is that just the ones that want to deliver the truth? Look, I believe the Bible is the inherent word of God. I believe it says what it means, and it means what it says. In some passages, we take literally. Others are analogies, metaphors, parables, and some pertain to specific references that to that particular culture. And while I don't believe that women should have authority over men in the church context, if we are to take this passage literally, which is what he's doing, then women shouldn't speak, period. Not a syllable should be coming out of their mouth. So if we can agree that that's absurd and not what the writer meant, then it's also absurd to say that women can't teach anyone about the word of God because she's not authorized to speak. Look, I can go down an entire teaching on this, but let's land on, it's not just that you twisted the scripture, but you chose to throw it back in my face in such a rude, dismissive manner, and you call yourself a Christian. If your heart is truly for the body of Christ and my well-being, which it's clearly not, you would have expressed your distorted belief in a more Christ-like manner. You, sir are the one who should be kept silent. So this next one was a phone call, and I'll title this one, Shame on You. And instead of playing the message, because I I do want to respect the level of privacy, I'm going to read this to you word for word in her exact tone. Uh, Yeah, hello, Chris. 
Shame on you. My daughter just sent me a video from you on how to deal with a toxic mother. Shame on you. How dare you? Whatever happened to honor thy mother? I have DID. And by the way, my daughter is the one who's the narcissist. How dare you? You don't know our situation and you call yourself a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm so mad that I just had to call you and tell you, how dare you? Shame on you. That's all I'm saying. Huh. And you say your daughter has a problem with you. I wonder why. Not only was this call extremely inappropriate, and it was toxic and reactive, and it came in at 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday night. This is a Christian woman who can't control herself. Look, I don't have to know her situation to see that this daughter, while likely probably not perfect either, maybe even toxic herself a little bit, is trying to bridge the gap between them, but just doesn't know how. And I can only assume that this has just been another in a series of shutdowns from this woman. I do pray that God would help them both. And the next one I'm calling Radioactive. I have several free resources available for download. Feel free to grab any of them that you'd like. And I received an email from a guy who didn't get the Toxic People Survival Guide that he signed up for. And I want you to wait for the irony here. Because <laughs> here's what his message says. What kind of scam is this? I signed up for your free guide and got nothing. What kind of scam are you running here? I'm scamming you by giving you something for free? No. Now, I certainly get the frustration of not getting something that you expected. Yes, if someone is having trouble with one of our products or services, free or paid, please feel free to reach out. But for starters, do everything you can to eliminate yourself as the possible problem. Because the truth is, after a few email exchanges, it turns out that he, he was actually replying to my team from the very email that contained the link to download the guide. Oh. He didn't even bother to troubleshoot. And instead, he reacted. And he put the work on someone else. And that's bad enough, but to put the blame on someone else in such a negative and nasty way, I am sorry, my friend, this gains you the badge, toxic. Now we're going to take the toxic meter up a notch and talk about how some Christians would feel about how I handle these toxic interactions. And for the most part, I don't engage in toxic, period. And one of my mottos is, I don't have to absorb your ugly. And some would say, oh, well, you should take the time to show them the love of Christ. You should respond with encouraging words so that they can see God's love. After all, you really don't know what these people are going through. And while that part is true, the rest is gaslighting. Trying to make me look like the problem now because I will not spend my time arguing, discussing, convincing someone who is clearly not interested. Remember, it's not just what they say, it's also how they say it. How is showing their heart. 
and getting sucked into the trap of appeasing every toxic person with the hope that they'll see Jesus in me would be a colossal waste of my time. And that's exactly how the enemy would have it. He would have me so drained by toxic interactions that I'd have no energy left to help you. And worse, I would be so embittered that it would affect my content and how I interacted with people moving forward. So to that, I say, Satan, I see your hand and I raise you a no. Hell will not prevail in the purpose of God. And I will do all I can to avoid taking his bait. And my friend, I hope you do too. Believe me, There will be those times when God gives you an abundance of grace to deal with a difficult person. And in those situations, please be obedient. But in other times, don't cast your pearls to pigs. They'll just trample you. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if Jesus were codependent? Well, to get a better picture, I want to invite you to jump on over to episode 219 to find out. And if you are struggling with toxic people, I want to invite you to grab my free Toxic People Survival Guide. It is my free gift to you to help you identify and deal with all of the difficult people in your life. I will go ahead and include a link in the show notes, or you can jump on over to chrisreese.com to grab that valuable resource today. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there... Help us keep the Building Faith podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.